Well, investing trends like fashion trends can change on the dime. It wasn't that long ago that we were all wearing skinny jeans, and maybe some of us still are. On today's ETF battles, we got a quadruple header between four value ETFs. And in case you didn't get the memo, the trend now favors value stocks over growth. By the way, I'm not sure whether we should classify value stocks as skinny jeans or bell bottoms, but never mind that. Which of these four ETFs wins the battle? Find out right after this. Welcome to ETF Battles. I'm Ron DeLegge, and value investing is a strategy that chooses stocks and companies that are trading at less than their intrinsic value. Now, one of the overlooked facts that I need to make you aware of is that even among value investors, there's major philosophical disagreements about the specific metrics that define value stocks. And we see evidence of that today in the ETF marketplace, where some value ETFs have a deeper and stricter view of what value stocks end up in the portfolio, while others may have a more liberal view. And today's timely matchup pits a pair of mid and small cap value ETFs from Invesco going up against Vanguard. We've got RZV and RFV versus IVOV and VIOV. So who wins? Well, you're about to find out. I forgot to mention, this is another viewer requested matchup. This one comes from C. Knobloch. Is that the same C. Knobloch that played for the New York Mets? Thank you very much, C. Knobloch. Before I introduce our judges, you can now listen to ETF Battles at iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Music. And if it's your first time watching ETF Guide TV, uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Now, if you have a certain ETF battle you'd like to see, send us your tickers in the comment section below and we'll take a look at it. So judging today's contest is Mike Akins at ETF Action and John Davey at Astoria Portfolio Advisors. Judges, great to see you. Welcome back. Great to be back. Good to be here, Ron. Thanks for having me. So we'll go through each of our four battle categories one at a time. You, our judges, are going to pick your favorite ETF, and then at the end of the show, we'll declare an overall winner. Our judges can also opt for a split decision or nominate a wildcard ETF. It's completely up to them, and the more unexpected mayhem per capita we can have on the show, all the better. So I've got the scorekeeping duties, and the first category is cost. Mike, you're going to get us started, so who wins the battle when it comes to cost? Well, I think anytime you go up against a pair of Vanguard funds, in an ETF battle, it's kind of like bringing a knife to a gunfight. You're going to lose. So I'm going to have to give the uh, the nod on overall expense ratio to the Vanguard ETFs, um, the V, the V ones. The v, I'm going to get the tickers wrong. So, but I would say that broadly speaking, cost does not matter in today's battle because the Invesco strategies are very reasonable at 35 basis points, which may seem like an absolute big amount. But when you start diving under the hood and seeing the difference in the portfolios, it's not going to make a difference on which one underperforms or outperforms. So I'll give the win to Vanguard, but with that disclosure that it's not the most important factor for today's battle. Thank you, Mike. That's a strong start. John, how do you see it in terms of cost? Yeah, Vanguard wins in a sense that 15 bips is lower than 35. But I agree with Mike. You've got to look at the total cost of ownership. So there's bid offer, there's market impact. Is you know the total return you want to focus on, so that'll be interesting to you know to go through the battle because you know it's not necessarily like a slam dunk just when you factor in the total cost of owning uh, one of these products. The other thing I would also say, Ron, is that you know Vanguard has you know also competing small cap value ETF ticker BVR at seven basis points. 
Um, so just keep that in mind too. If you're looking for really low cost ETFs, you know, th there's some other ones as well. This, this isn't the only small cap value ETFs out there. Very good. Is that your wild card nomination? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, okay. We got a maybe. We may get John from a maybe by the end of today's episode to a for sure. We're just going to have to see. So yeah. thank you, John, for your opinion and viewpoint on cost. Now we move to exposure strategy. And this is where it gets really, you know, we get into the, the weeds, so to speak. So John, you're still up. Who wins the battle in terms of exposure strategy? So, you know, at Astoria Advisors, we are active managers. We manage portfolio of ETFs and stocks for individual investors and for financial advisors. So our whole premise is, you know, we do take on track and error and we do, you know, build portfolios that have, you know, that are different and weird. So I like the pure value because I think that if you're going to make the decision to buy value stocks, you should do something different than, you know, the broader benchmark per se. So in the Invesco ETFs, you know, you're looking at 100, 150 stocks, um, you know, the pure value ETFs, whereas the Vanguard ones will have, you know, 300, 500. Um, we'll talk about how they define value afterwards. But I just think that, like, you know, if you're going to make the decision to go value, which is already very different from the broad benchmark, you might as well just actually take, you know, if you have the conviction that you should own it. And listen, small cap value ETFs are up anywhere between 25 to 33% just in the first four months. So it's been an absolute home run trade. Um, you know, you might as well go and, and choose the pure value ones just because they're going to be weird, different, and really give you the pure value exposure. Thank you, John. We shift to Mike. Mike, how do you see it in terms of exposure strategy? Yeah, I think uh, John hit the nail on the head there. When, you're, when it comes down to understanding factor strategies, um, at ETF Action, we break value and growth into actually two separate subcategories. We have beta value, and then we have factor value. And the Vanguard strategies in this matchup fit into our beta value. And what I mean by that is you can take the S&P 500 and you can break it into two um, distinct groups, value and growth. And that's what the S Vanguard strategy does. It maintains the integrity from a market capitalization perspective. So technically, if you own the Vanguard S&P 500 value and the Vanguard S&P 500 growth and equally weighted 50% rebalance, you end up with the Vanguard S&P 500. So if you're going to own one of those, clearly you can overweight and underweight and take a tactical position, but it's a very small um, overlay versus the Invesco peer value that follow the S&P peer value strategies. It's more like taking equal weight versus market cap, right? So RSP is the ETF that tracks the S&P 500 equal weight versus SPY, which is market cap. We know how different those returns streams can be, even though they own the same 500 stocks. It goes up a whole other level of conviction when you get into the peer, peer style. So with the peer value of the Vesco, peer value, small cap and um, mid cap, you're taking an intent distinction that I want cheap companies and they deliver cheap companies. So if you have a view on the market that you're looking for value, I have a strong opinion as I consider, you know, ETF action, we consider ourselves implementation experts. I would tell you, if you want to make a call on value, you're better off going with the Invesco's from exposure strategy, but recognize if you're wrong, it's gonna hurt because you are taking a much more convicted play on that market. So I'm gonna give the win to both, both of these to Invesco because you know when you're making a, a, a decision to go away from the market, 
you want to make a pure decision, a tactical decision to truly get access to that. And I got, I'll share a little more in my mystery category, but for now, I'm just going to leave it with uh, Invesco as the winner with the pure, pure S&P strategies versus the market cap strategies from Vanguard. Excellent. Thank you, Mike. And also, Ron, Ron, yeah. I would say, and I know Chuck Knobloch, um, you know, big twins, a Yankee player, I, you know, Chuck, I would say, you know, you've got um, this question about just S&P value, you know, indices, and there's Russell value, there's S&P value, there's, you know, there's all sorts of other products. I don't know if we're necessarily comparing the best, you know, of both worlds. Um, You know, just real quick, you know, the the S&P indices, they start from a much smaller universe of stocks. You know, if you look at, let's say, you know, the Russell 2000, the small cap index, it's 2000 stocks, right? The S&P 600 is 600 stocks. You know, Vanguard has a small cap ETF, which is like 1700 stocks. So being an active manager, you know, take that likes taking concentration risk. I like the fact that S&P is a smaller universe of that 600 stocks. And then on top of that, S&P applies a quality filter. So you've got to have, you know, four quarters of net positive earnings to be included in their indices. And then within that, then they're choosing like these fundamental ratios, like for value, book to price, PE, sales to price. Um, you know, the real difference between the pure value and, you know, the, 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 the Vanguard one is that, you know, the more, the stronger the value characteristics, the higher the weight. So again, Mike and I both like the pure value, but I don't even know if that's the right comparison. I think in my ideal world, you want to be comparing S&P value, Russell value, maybe, you know, the Vanguard crisp value in the C's. I mean, there's other ones as well. So just keep that in mind, Chuck. Well, very good. I think uh, you've given uh, our audience uh, some new ideas for future ETF battles. And thank you, John, for that color. Next category is performance. And I think we're still with Mike. Mike, you want to give us uh, your take in terms of performance? Who jumps out at you? Yeah. So, I mean, Looking back over the last decade, you'd have been much better off if you were going to own value to be in watered down value because, as we all know, value has been a tough trade over the last decade, especially over the last few years. But guess what? That trade's been turning this year. As John pointed out, um, the pure value strategies are absolutely crushing the watered down value strategies year to date. So if your goal is to capture something that is aligned with your macro assumptions or your assumptions about the market, the economy, that is value is better positioned to outperform going forward. Once again, I got to go with the Invesco strategies because it's going to give you a pure trade into that. And John makes a great point of starting universe. Starting universe is everything when it comes to index strategies, um, any sort of quantitative strategy or factor strategy, where you start your screens matters. And to the point of whether you start with 3000 securities or 500 securities, it's going to make a big difference in your ending portfolio even if you use the same exact um, factors that you're screening across. And as a result, take example for Vanguard's small cap fund actually has a higher percentage to mid cap companies than it does to small cap companies because it's got such a large starting universe. So it's a great point that John made about um, understanding that starting universe. But for this battle, um, I say, if you want value, go after Invesco. Otherwise, you're better off just owning a broad-based um, beta strategy and, and not worrying about the watered-down version. Thank you, Mike. John, how do you see it in terms of performance? I think if you're a financial advisor and you're trying to hug the benchmark, you know, you go with the 
you know, the broad-based Vanguard in the seas, because, you know, over time, you know, it's kind of a wash, let's say. But if you want to be a little bit more tactical and say, okay, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, typically what happens is once you go into a recession and then, you know, there's um, stimulus from, from central banks and then, you know, there's an inflection point where macro data starts turning upward and then, you know, you get this period where you're out of the recession, usually small cap value has an epic run. I mean, what we're seeing now with this 25 to 35% outperformance in these four ETFs, I mean, this is what happens when you exit, you know, a recession and you begin this new phase of the economic cycle. So, you know, what I would say is that if you try and be a little bit tactical, you know, the pure indices will give you a lot more amped up alpha. Just make sure it's size appropriate in the portfolio. So I, I think like for me, it's a split. Like if you're one of these financial advisors, that's look, I got to have it in there because it meets a more star style box, um, but I can't take on a lot of risk and use the Vanguard ones. But if you're a, a manager where you're saying, okay, I'm willing to take on a little bit of active risk, even though it's sized appropriately, then I think you can go with the pure value. And then just to give you an idea, um, you know, the, the, the mid cap pure value beat you know, it's component by 40% in the last one year. It's a big number, huge number. And then the small cap pure value beat its peer by 46% over the last one year. But as Mike said, the longer I you go, it's more of like a wash because, you know, the market then mean reverts, you know, you go from this boom bust scenario and then so it kind of evens out a little bit. But, you know, listen, this game is fun and I'm an active manager, so I would go more at the pure value. Okay, so pure value is your choice for performance. I would split it personally. Okay, I got a chance to split. Now we move to the mystery battle category where our judges can pick that single factor or maybe multiple factors that uh, influence their analysis and, and probably their overall ETF battle winner. So, John, you're still up. What is your mystery category and who wins it? So we talk about, so the mystery category would be the risk adjusted return. Um, or the return per unit of risk that you take. So I talked about, you know, 40 to six, 40 to 46 percent, um, you know, the pure value Invesco beaten, you know, the stable value Vanguard. But, you know, it does come at a cost. So what's interesting is that over long periods of time, you know, the Vanguard do, uh, products do have a better sharp ratio than the Invesco. So it's just a lot of risk. You just be mindful of it. But on a risk-adjusted basis, I would give it to uh, to the Vanguard products. All right. Thank you very much. I got you down for uh, the Vanguard products. And Mike, uh, we shift to you. What is your mystery battle category and who wins it? So, you know, when it comes to factor investing, the single biggest thing that our viewers need to understand is that you've got to have the willingness to stay the course. Kind of reminds me of Karate Kid and Mr. Miyagi's teaching Karate Kid how to do how to, how to do karate. And he, there's that scene where he says, Danielson, he's like, you either do karate, yes, or you do karate, no. No, it's kind of like walking down the road. You left side, fine. Right side, fine. Middle of the road, sooner or later, squish, just like grit. And factor investing is really the same thing. If you're going to do factor investing, then do it and stay the course because factors can get in and out of favor for very long periods. And if you start performance chasing, you're going to get whipsawed. You're going to get destroyed. At ETF Action, we think if you're going to do high, deep, deep value, 
maybe pair it with high momentum. You can tactically over and underweight, maybe go 60, 40, deep value, 40% momentum when you like value or vice versa when you like momentum in a growth market. But know that if you do factor so-so, sooner or later, squish, just like great. And that is my Mr. Category. And that is stay the course. So it doesn't really fall into Vanguard versus Invesco, though it would fall more to pure value than it would for watered down value. So I'll stay, uh, stick with my Invesco theme. But the biggest takeaway when it comes to factor investing is if you're going to own a strategy that goes away from the benchmark, you've got to have conviction to stay that course because you will get whipsawed over and over again if you start trying to broadly and quickly time the market and performance chase. Very good. So you got split decision there, Mike, on your... I'm still going to give it to Invesco because I think if you're going to do it, do it. Um, otherwise, you're better off just owning the benchmark. Okay, excellent. And that I got that for your mystery category, Karate Kid. Thank you, Mike. And uh, so we shift now to your overall battle winner. And this is where our judges get to <clears throat> recap who their favorite ETFs are for today's battle. So Mike, give it to us. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to go with the pure value all day long. Um, I simply think that if you're going to take a take a choice in the marketplace, uh, you're better off taking a um, a more distinct choice with that that differentiation in the in the factors in the starting universe and the size of your portfolio. But I just caveat: make sure that you're doing it with respect to your overall risk appetite. And I personally believe ETF action. We we preach that. Pair your factors, you know, go down, go out and uh, go to towards the more peer value, more factor related strategies, high conviction, but pair it with something on the momentum side. They pair really well together and you're going to have a better, a better experience over that time. John, your last chance to give us your overall battle winner. I would say pure value just because of what we do here at Astoria Advisors, we're active managers, we take you know, active risk. We are different than the benchmark. We're not big tactical traders in the sense that we're going to trade monthly or quarterly. We're going to take long-term views, you know, 12 to 18 months. But, um, you know, I, I would say if you're going to own value, you know, you could do what Mike says, which is pair it and hedge your momentum. Um, and if that's too wonky for you, then just use, you know, a small sliver. So I think in a 60-40 portfolio, a more star style box would say like two, 3% allocation to small cap. So if you're going to go with that, you know, maybe, and, and you decide to use pure value, you maybe put like on the lower end of that, just so it doesn't blow up your portfolio risk. Um, the other thing I would encourage everyone to use is a tool like ETF action. And we're big fans of it. Um, I just, just no other way to compare and contrast, you know, what's under the hood. I mean, you want to be looking at at least what we do at a story advisor is, Outside of like, you know, the methodologies, but you really want to be looking at sector weights. Um, you know, one of these ETFs has a massive position towards financials. So you want to be, you know, understand that you want to look at fundamentals, you know, earnings growth, uh, things like that. So that's all a, a tool, you know, ETF action is a tool that can help harness, you know, your knowledge and, you know, knowledge is power in our industry. So I just encourage everyone um, you know, just to make sure you look under the hood before you make any decision. Well, that's outstanding analysis, judges. And according to my battle scorecard, the winner are the pair of Invesco ETFs tracking mid cap and small cap value. That's RZV and RFV. 
And you guys agreed in most categories overall, you agreed in terms of uh, the exposure strategy uh, performance. It was a split decision there for John, but overall winner, you both agreed in terms of uh, the more stricter version of value investing with the Invesco strategy. Now, the performance of value stocks and ETFs tracking them has popped as our judges uh, mentioned here in 2021. And as you saw on today's episode, value ETFs do a lot of the heavy lifting by screening value stocks on a constant basis, which saves you a lot of time of having researched individual components. And so value ETFs are a great way to play it. And there's no denying the viability of value investing as a long-term strategy. But the question is, and I think Mike alluded to this, will you have the patience and the stamina to be around when the jackpot finally hits. Well, kudos again to our judges, Mike and John, for helping us with today's quadruple header. Great job, guys. Thanks, Ron. Thank you. So which ETF battles would you like to see in our next episode and why? Tell us in our YouTube comment section below or hit us up on Twitter at ETF Guide is our handle. Be sure to hashtag ETF battles. I'm Ron DeLegge with ETF Guide TV. Thanks for watching. We'll catch you next time.